sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum, the annual Halloween episode. Uh, semi-annual, maybe. Sometimes we do Halloween episodes in the middle of the year. This week, I'm a this year, we're doing I'm a Nude for Satan versus <laughs> Troll 2. Troll 2! <laughs> Nothing to do with Troll 1! There is no Troll 1! This is John Elliott. And my co-host... This is the disembodied voice of Patrick Riccardi! And our special returning guest... I'm a returning ghost of uh, Michael Morris! Wordplay already. Um, <laughs> so... I guess all our voices are always disembodied, so that was yeah. not a, a shocking re- revelation that's for true. our listeners. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true to them. I, I mean, I hope lot... my, I hope my voice is not inside anybody's body. Constantly, oh. that'd be yeah. Sorry, so you guys. Is. You guys still think you have listeners? No. Well, that's what I was going to say. Listen, you're you're. I'm actually talking directly to the listener. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, so, we still have at least sure. we still have at least one more because uh, yeah, I got another no I got another email. Um, oh, good. I mean, it's from somebody who emailed us a couple. That's times. great. Yeah, yeah. People tell me all the time. People used to tell me all the time that they listened, and like I haven't heard anybody say that they listened in a while. And I know that people go on and off or whatever, but um, I hope that there's a lot, still a lot of listeners for your sake. Yeah. Oh, I don't give a shit. I think maybe they only listen when you come. The people who tell you they listen, Michael. I would. Thanks surprised. for coming back. <laughs> <laughs> From the dead. <laughs> well, we need to jump right into these two yes. uh, horrible pieces of shit. Uh, <laughs> I, people tell me a lot, like, you guys got to describe better the thing that you're talking about, so I know what happens. But I think that's going to be problematic with these movies and really if you want to know what happened watch the movie yourself this is not this is not a recap podcast yeah it's right there in the <laughs> who's telling this to you uh, people have complaints it. when they talk to me say i just don't listen and that's their complaint well their i com- think that you'd be hard pressed to describe what happened in the the first i assume we're doing nude for satan first yeah nude for satan mm-hmm. uh, i have no idea what happened in that movie uh, yeah. I, Obviously, I mean, there was a car accident, and the car accident made the guy go to get help. And when he got went to go to get help, Satan brought him to a place where time doesn't exist. And then he made out with everyone. And then hardcore pornography. I don't yeah. know that Satan was even involved, though. Was, was that guy supposed to be Satan? Uh, the guy that looked like uh, Robert Vaughn from the A Team. Yes, that was Satan. It was unclear. To, wait, I thought it was this. All right, hold on. We'll get into it. I mean, this, this should have been called nude for no fucking reason, really. Because I, I didn't I didn't know that Satan was involved, but... So when I've read descriptions of this movie, it, it was... It's a, it's the uh, typical of the 70s horror mixed with softcore porn. But it was not softcore was porn. Not, oh, there was straight-on dick sucking. Penetration. Yeah. 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 But there were no money shots. No, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that was disappointing. I think, I I think mean, yes, that's the sir. difference sometimes. Is that, Well, you're right. Like, if you see... I guess it's different. It's Italian, right? Yeah. So in Italy, if there's no like money shot, then it's it's softcore. Yeah. In Italy, this was probably like a children's weekend cartoon show. <laughs> yeah. uh, I w- I was in on vacation in Italy in '98, uh, and was watching TV, and they had this game show. Which... I didn't speak English, but it was pretty clear what it was about. Um, where they just tried to get women's tops to fall off. Like, they'd have them go across monkey bars with a tube top and shit, and, like, that was the whole show, was just trying to get <laughs> women's tops to fall off. And that show was called The Apprentice. <laughs> <laughs> and it was Donald Trump there, too. Yeah. <laughs> or, uh... Oh, fuck. I forgot his name. Their, their old prime minister who was a scumbag. Well, ruined that joke. Anyway... Yeah. 
yeah, does anybody want to try to... I'm, I'm shocked because I didn't know that Satan actually had something to do with it. This was my... This is what I got. That this doctor, he goes out in a storm. He's trying to mm-hmm. find somebody who I guess he never finds. Um, gets lost, uh, which adds nothing to anything. He goes... No. He goes, he hears a crash behind him while he's driving, um, right? He stops, looks back, mm-hmm. there's nothing there, mm-hmm. starts going again, and then all of a sudden there's a car there with a woman in it uh, <laughs> that has just crashed. Uh, and he takes her to some weird castle that's close by, and then they but meeting each other, but they're like each other from different periods, Weren't like remember there was a scene when after the crash where they show the creepy guy with the teeth laying on the ground with a knife in his chest. What did that happen? I mean, this movie is so fucking. This movie weird. made no sense. I it's dubbed. It's oh, it's yeah. The, I think but it's somehow the dubbing is done in English, but they still have Italian accents. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say I think we found out where Tommy Wiseau made his money dubbing <laughs> the voice for this movie. And everybody is driving a Volkswagen Beetle in this movie, but they've dubbed out the sound of the Volkswagen Beetle. So they're just very quiet cars that just, like, hum along. And they don't make the typical Beetle noise at the, all. Well, that, the no, that's European not, Beetles were like Priuses, Michael. Yeah, oh, they, had, they, had like, they had Teslas in the 70s in Italy. Yeah. You guys, I'm so embarrassed. I'm not very continental. No, you're, you're more... Ah, oh, fuck. I'm, I'm off my game tonight. I was going to say Antarctical, but Antarctica <laughs> is actually a continent, so that makes no sense. Um, yeah, and then, yeah, and then uh, fucking ensues, but, basically. But I mean, that's... also, in that mansion, he looks at a portrait, and it's the woman who was in the car crash. Yes. Presumably, mm-hmm. but it looks nothing like the woman from the car crash. No. So I think we're supposed to get the idea that it's her from context clues, but it, and it really freaks him out, but it doesn't really. Is that before or after the man carrying the cane and has a duck's head <laughs> just like stares at him for a while? Like, I don't even know like what happened. It's the same scene. It is the same scene. <laughs> it's like they just never turned the cameras off. <laughs> like just whatever happened is and what they filmed. There's constantly throughout the movie though. There's, like dramatic blurry zooms into eyes. Like they don't worry about focus, but it goes right into people's eyes, eyeballs, <laughs> which is supposed to be creepy, but it's not especially creepy. Much like the, the porn scenes are supposed to be sensual, but they're more creepy than sensual. The In porn fact, scenes are nightmares. Oh my God. I just fast forwarded through them after a while. I mean, after the well, first I've, one, I was like, I fast forwarded the rest and I watched those in slow motion, but I'm, I'm under the impression that they were under some kind of spell where they did not even know how to use their tongues. Because they would just like it seemed like they were trying to lick, but they were hitting like missing the spot. Dude, Italy fought against France in the war. They don't want to be doing French kissing, anything involved uh, with France. Yeah, but it wasn't just kissing that they weren't hitting the spot for. Right. There was like right like mouth between the the between me down there is like trying to like lick things and and insert tongues, but there were never tongues. Maybe that's how they kept it soft core because they didn't really do it. I guess, but they had no trouble inserting other things. So, right. I mean, I, I looked away and I looked back and like, there was full on like blowjob happening. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thought, oh my God. Yeah. And well, I put this movie on under the impression that it was just going to be boobs. And my yeah. mom was in the room sleeping and then, <laughs> That scene happens, the first scene where he opens the door and it's full on, like, and then I turned it off quickly because it was not what I expected. But yeah, it was full on blowjob. Oh, God. I, was, I started watching it at work. <laughs> <laughs> I quickly stopped. Yeah, that's how I watched The Room, I told Michael, which was also not a good one to watch at work. Well, The Room doesn't have anything nearly as bad as this. No, that's, it's not hardcore. It's just really bad sex. Yeah, simulated sex. There was a, at the very beginning. There was a woman running nude through the woods, right, wearing like a robe. Yes, I don't know what that. I, oh, I guess that was. So in this castle, this doctor and the woman he saves from the car. There's mm-hmm. like versions of them from the past, like the 18th, 19th century. Let's say I don't know. Well, I think mm-hmm. it turns out that those 
for well whatever they i thought that those versions of them were what they really wanted to do like their id or ego or however that is and yeah i they, can't even keep track of if they actually had sex with each other or if they had sex with the versions or no no i don't think they ever had sex <laughs> with each other they always had sex with like the 18th century version okay also dr benson was naked in the movie what we never saw is his naughty parts in his face in the same scene <laughs> Oh, they, yeah, they probably went with the body double. Just well, like. he was uncircumcised. Oh, well, right. I see. I fast forward. I like I said, I started fast forward through all that bullshit. Oh, um, they they give you a very close <laughs> like, inspection. Yeah. I guess I'll have to go back. Um, or not. Or not. Okay. So and and, and this, then. This house is seen over by Satan, so that guy was supposed to be Satan. Okay, that and there's a sacrifice with the one woman who was in a bunch of different sex scenes, and then she gets stabbed for some reason. That didn't make much sense to oh, me. Oh, the one who was getting whipped. Yes, yeah. that's that scene was that was worse than the porn. I had to, I fast forward through that more than anything else. Dude, if I was listening to this podcast right now, I would think we were just making shit up off the top of our heads talking about this movie, but we're not. No. So, but I forget where. So, at some point, there's a candle that magically transforms into a dildo. Like, I think it's supposed to be a candle that's being inserted into someone's body, but right. But the see, there's like a little. The candle goes off screen and then comes out, and it does not look like the same object. I think it's that's just bad filmmaking. <laughs> well, yeah, I know, but it's just bad. Like, does do you guys understand what was going on in that scene? No. Like, why was that woman, like, so it was this, I mean, I tried not to watch this stuff because it was literally making me sick to watch, but, like, so the guy blew out a Crude. candle, and then it went off camera, <laughs> and then when it came back, he either turned the candle over so right. that it wasn't the lit, or the, the um, lit end, or the, the wick end, or he was using a different object, but it got foamy when he was inserting it into the woman. Well, that's what happens when you insert things at the women. I mean, if you a, would know. As a, as a homo. <laughs> because you got hit in the balls when you're a teenager. Oh, is so that what does it? That's I'm a lucky. Movie. That's a different movie. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I don't. Dude. For real. I. It was kind of fun because I was like, oh, here's a sex scene. I can fast forward five minutes and yeah. there's nothing. Oh my god, that sex scenes were so long. So like yeah, they were very long. Which and is, the the lesbian scenes. Oh my god. Here's the th- here's what I don't get. If you want to watch a porn, you kind of want to watch a porn, right? You yeah. don't want to watch 5 minutes of porn and then really bad horror. Right. Yeah. Well, this was this was a combination porn horror movie that did the uh, both <laughs> versions awfully, so everyone's unhappy. Yeah, including, I would assume, all the actors and <laughs> filmmakers. Uh, but there was one... I mean, one... Even, a, even a teenager would not enjoy... Well, no, no well, yeah, maybe like a 13-year-old. Because there's nakedness, five minutes but it was, is enough. Just, it was just... It was not good porn, even. No. But, no, you know, it's... at that age, that's that's enough for you. I don't know. That was... I was <laughs> I've never been more turned off by watching people have sex. It was horrible. <laughs> No, yeah, no, me either. I mean, even watching my grandparents wasn't that bad. <laughs> well, let's slip a little too much about my childhood. <laughs> well, the videos you showed me seemed fine. I wasn't yeah. bothered. <laughs> they were tasteful, at least. <laughs> <laughs> and never got blurry. <laughs> never. Quality we- video only. Yeah, and and weirdly, my, my grandpa was the loud one. <laughs> yeah, fuck me, mommy. Yeah, it's not nothing as bad as this movie. No, oh, I thought that I feel responsible for this movie a little bit because when John said <laughs> I have all these terrible movies and he was telling me the titles, I was like, "Nude for oh, we Satan." We gotta watch Nude for Satan, of course. Oh, I, like, I mean, I have no complaints about watching this. It was awful as it was. It was not like <laughs> it was funny awful. It wasn't like, oh my god, this is, I want to die awful. It was like tedious, awful to me. Like I kept thinking, okay, I'll just fast forward and see where the story is in a few minutes, and it oh, would never it was never changed. Was nowhere. That's yeah. why you don't understand the plot. You fast forwarded through too much. <laughs> How about the very end with that video game chase scene where he's chasing the guy, and 
the guy just waits for him to catch up. They chase him <laughs> some more, and he waits for him to catch up. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy's just, like, screaming. That, that was and then at the very, very end, the, the two women came on screen and were dancing naked. And the one yeah. woman was so skinny, I thought she might have... Oh, my like, God, yeah. Her, her rib cage was, like... She looked like one of those uh, Ethiopians you used to see on the <laughs> Sally Struthers commercials, man. Yeah. Oh, God. I, no, it was, it was grotesque. Well, there was one and I, great scene. I, I do want to... I don't oh, want to no. skip over it when she falls through the floor into a spider web and then there's a giant (gasps) paper mache spider yes Uh, the worst maybe the worst practical special effect i've ever seen and we did watch michael santa claus movies before so that's saying something (laughs) have you guys ever seen um there's a movie with mariska hargitay's father in it uh, mickey hargitay and i think it's called like the bloody pit of horror or something (laughs) and it's about like a castle where all these like jiggly um teens go and basically they get picked off one by one and in one of them the exact same spider scene happens with like a spider web made clearly of rope and then a spider that is clearly (laughs) made of paper mache like attacks and just gets close and the person dies like it's it there's not even like it's it's so similar it's like one was definitely inspired by the other so, so this nude for Satan has an homage in it. That's interesting. Perhaps it does. Perhaps it does. Or they just didn't want to spend money on their own spider and reuse the Mariska Hargitay dad one. Could have been. Uh, yeah. No, that... I, I, I have a note about the end of the movie. I don't remember what it refers to, but it just says, Sudden Star Trek characters. Do you guys remember anything like that? Star Trek characters? Mm. That's all I wrote down. I don't really remember. No, but it, it doesn't was... sound at all. I mean, it doesn't shock me at all in this <laughs> <No>. movie. <laughs> it's right after. Was that woman supposed to be a skeleton? <laughs> I don't. I, this movie made no sense. I can't even begin to talk about what happened at the beginning, end, or middle. It was just <laughs> total nonsense. You could watch it backwards, and it would make as much sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I would suggest not watching it either way. <laughs> it was nah, crazy. Everyone should watch it so they could all suffer like we did. Oh, it's crazy Italians. They've got pasta on the brain. Now we're getting all racial again. I know. <laughs> I just gave it to him. And Patrick is Italian, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and I'm, I'm clearly offended. He's half <laughs> Can Wait, can you still? Never mind. I'll ask you. I'll ask you actually off air. I, I was going to ask you something that has nothing to do with uh, anything. <laughs> no, well, I was going to ask if you can still eat pasta. I know you have like a restrictive diet. Oh what? yeah, pasta, pasta's fine. But you can't what? eat French fries. What? I can eat some French fries, just not some. This what is are... very uninteresting to people listening. Nope. Are you I mean, okay? Michael, to Michael when he's at the doctor's office listening. No, he's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like some dietary thing. But can you eat like sweet potatoes? Because I would just kill myself then if that's all you can eat. How often do you eat sweet potatoes? No, I okay. don't. I don't like them, but sweet oh, potato wow. fries are like a big thing here anyway. Oh, I don't really like the sweet potato fries anyway. I had a sweet potato soup the other week, and it was amazing. That sounds actually good. It was so good. It was like with a little bit of um, caramel and a, a, like a toasted pecan in it. It was amazing. That sounds one very toasted good. pecan? That's cheap. Yeah, I know. It was just one. <laughs> Literally one toasted pecan. Uh, it was one of those fancy restaurants, so the the whole meal was only one bite. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. This movie. I mean, if you can find it. Um, Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you probably can't. But I'd rather talk about sweet potatoes than this movie. Yeah. It was so bad. <laughs> yeah, I'll give too. this movie four stars out of four. <laughs> Pat, Pat's it's bizarro, Pat. Today, no, this was terrible. All around, uh, the t- uh, the title was the best thing about it. There was, yeah, there was nothing at all redeeming about Unless, this movie. The only here's well, the only way I would say to watch this movie is if you're going to watch it with your parents or with your young children. Then it's going to be worthwhile because you're going to get some. Or if you conversations, you what <laughs> if you forget what pubic hair looks like and you'd like to see it? Watch yeah, movie. millennials. God. Well, I would say that, like, I did read a little bit about this, and, like, just from the nothing that's on the internet about this, it sounds like yeah. it was a porno that they added 
um, a little bit of story too to make it a theatrical releasable porno. Wait, wait, I I read the opposite that they had made the movie and they took some of the porno out to make it so it got the proper rating. I mean, that's not really the opposite, but oh, so it was too pornographic to begin with. Is that right? They added porn. No, no, you're saying they added porn. (laughs) No, they took. I'm saying they they added character to no, the, porn. the character stuff was already there but they took some of the porn out so they could get released in Italy and then apparently there's a Dutch version that's the longest version because it, it has the porno that was already in it and then some so maybe that's the version we watched I don't know oh. but there were there I was like there's some bad movies that there's like reams and reams of articles written about and this one nope and everything written about it is negative yeah, there's no like there's nobody in the 90s who retrospectively looked at it and was like this was actually good people were wrong no everybody hated this movie because it's so uninteresting i mean i, yeah. I, think, I agree with michael i think this is not even second to it's number one like for showgirls would be number two of movies of a sexual <laughs> nature that disgust you rather than turn you on <laughs> It's that candle scene. I will never forget. I will never forget the foaming. <laughs> uh, uh, if I wasn't gay before, <laughs> I'm gay now. And we weren't sure, but now we are. <laughs> what aren't you sure about, Pat? If you were gay before. Oh, me. Right. <laughs> Michael's never going to let the, this. Is, that's a deep cut for long-time listeners. Everybody else. It is a very deep <laughs> I just like teasing Pat because he's such a sweetheart. Now we're getting saccharine. All right, let's take a break. (laughs) And uh, we'll come back with Troll 2. Is it better? We'll be back. We'll be back. Thanks, Mr. Ed. We had a comrade, a brave comrade. Could talk for whole days But then he tried to be a hero Tried talking about Shamiro To computers wearing earphones He almost died for conversation Hallucinations, good vibrations Van Dyke Park's Greyhound Racing Steeplechasing, the Reformation Transubstantiation, Brian's Duncan's creation Michael's doing over at his place, but we are back <laughs> with Troll 2, a movie Michael heartily recommended. And had and, much less nakedness. <laughs> but the irony is that Troll 2, like, according to the internet, is has been considered, like, the worst movie ever for the longest time. And it was way better than Nude for Satan. Oh, yeah. Way, way, way better. <laughs> I mean, it's bad. It's really, really bad, but it's still way, way better. But I think the thing is that Troll 2 It's also an Italian movie. Yeah, was released by a major American studio, though, which shocked the hell out of me. It was? Uh, Yeah, dude. You didn't notice at the beginning when they had the... uh, Let me see. Who put it out? Does anybody remember? It's the one with the lion. Yeah, MGM. Yeah, that's what I thought. I I saw MGM. I was like... (laughs) What? <laughs> I didn't know which one it was until you told us what the line did. Because <laughs> there's one you... that goes rawr and one that goes ooh. <laughs> one that goes ooh yeah, mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just surprised. So you guys actually watch the movies? Yeah. Oh yeah. You just you just like sped fast through one fast forward. No, I just kind of pretend I did it and catch up with you guys as we talk about it. I figured it. Uh, you asshole. <laughs> I, I, Troll 2 was delightful <laughs> and all the awful ways movies are delightful so wait was... I, I, before we start I started uh, yeah. watching the best mer- worst movie but I didn't have time to finish it but that makes I, the movie even better watching that I understand that the director of Troll 2 did not speak English when he oh, directed correct. Troll 2 no he did not well he maybe a, a, a word cool, here or there yeah 
but no, he did not speak. He Which, the 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 costume director who was also played Emmanuel in the Emmanuel movies. She was a translator. Oh, got it. Got it's it. Cast and crew. Ooh. That's that's usually a good way to make a movie. Yeah. Well, it was good for us because it was so entertaining. And also, they they didn't speak English fluently. The director and his wife who wrote the movie, yet they wrote the movie in English. And when they tried to, when the cast tried to change the words to be more like with it in American, the director forbade it. <laughs> the, he had a I think that back. made it better. I think that made it better. Yes, it did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about uh, the plot, but I just want to go into the movie a little bit. And one of my favorites go line by line. Jesus. (laughs) One of my favorite scenes is later in the movie when, uh, they've gone to the the house in Nilbog and Mm -hmm. the grandfather appears to the sister and then comes back to the, the brother and (laughs) says, I can't remember the layout of this house. (laughs) I haven't learned the layout of this house yet. (laughs) Yes. We, we should mention the grandfather is dead. He's a ghost. Yes. 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 Well, I, we would get to that. We're, we're, I, I just love that scene so much. I didn't want to forget to talk about it. Uh, well, you can't piss on hospitality. I won't allow it. <laughs> <laughs> it's I funny you that... say that, John. That's a line from the movie. And the it way sure I is. said it was actually much better read than the line from the movie. This, please, this is... please, please do not, do not besmirch the greatest dentist in all of Alabama. <laughs> Or whatever uh, southern state he happens to be in. It's Alabama, yeah. I'm sure he is a fine dentist. Uh, <laughs> as an actor, he's a great dentist. I think I've seen like I've seen elementary school plays with better acting than this movie. Oh, just so stilted. Like my favorite line is when, and again, we can get to the plot because it's worth it. Yeah, we'll but when go. the father when the father gets mad because the son you know, spoiled their dinner. He throws the son on the bed and then starts to take off his belt. And it, it's, it's a little weird that he's doing this. And, and yes. the kid's like, what are you going to do to me, daddy? And the father says, I'm tightening my belt because I've known hunger pains. I'm tightening yeah, my belt says, one notch to make it through what, the night or whatever. He's, I'm telling tightening my belt one notch so I can feel pain to help me get through the night. <laughs> Like what the fuck? <laughs> and remember, before we get to that scene, there's a scene where the little boy jumps on top of the, the top of the dinner table, zips down his zipper, and proceeds. Presumably, we don't see this. Luckily, pee on their food so they don't eat it. Well, yeah, which which brings about the you can't piss on hospitality line. So, right. I'm sorry, I have to go back one second to yes, nude yes. for Satan because there was one line in there that stuck out for me, which was. Um, don't think about the past. Don't think about the present. Only think about now. Which could have fit into this film as well. That's all I'm saying. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, it could have been written by the same person, for all we know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love that in Troll 2, which is, again, everybody knows this, I guess, but Troll 2, there was no Troll 1. They just no, thought no. it would make more money, right? There was a Troll 1, but it had nothing to do with Troll 2. And gotcha. Troll 2 had no trolls in it, just <laughs> goblins. Yeah. And... In the documentary that John was talking about, what was the name of the best, best worst, worst best, movie? Best worst movie. There's a scene where the actors from Troll Two are like, it's a, it's, it, I forget where it's at. Maybe UCB in New York. I, I don't remember exactly where, but there's a screening, and after the movie, they're all talking about it. And one of the actors is like, "There's no trolls in the movie, so it's kind of ridiculous why it's called this." And the director's in the audience, and he says. There's trolls. The movie's filled with trolls. He's like, no, they're goblins. Ah, you don't know what you're talking about. They're the same thing. <laughs> we all know the director, the director is so defensive of his art in that documentary, <laughs> and it is, I'm there for it. The documentary is, it's it's truly better than the movie. Well, oh, obviously, for it's better sure. than the movie. But, but it's no, so it, good. It makes the movie, like, it gives it a charm that, that I didn't, I enjoyed watching it for like it was funny, but seeing like the people behind like the the actors who are forced to act in this yeah. and, and the story behind it gives the movie a charm it didn't have for me before. Oh yeah, for sure. 
I love that in the movie, as it begins, they immediately kill all suspense and all plot threads. But the <laughs> the, the grandfather is reading a bedtime story to the, the grandson, and he essentially tells him exactly what's coming. <laughs> and that you see it. You see it happen on screen, and you see the trolls, and you see like this ridiculous green slime that everybody eats and thinks is delicious. And then they turn into trees, trolls eat them, whatever. And it's in the first two minutes. And then everything that happens after that is just basically that again and again and again and there's no like there's no story except the addition of Stonehenge into the <laughs> whole thing <laughs> well is there really no st- I mean we should do do a synopsis I'm going to leave it up to one of you because sure is another one that defies uh, easy it's not uh, there's no elevator pitch for this there's not it's, it's a deep deep plot deep <laughs> family family from somewhere um, um, agrees to swap houses with the family from Nilbog, which is just goblin spelled backwards, um, for the for a vacation, and the the family who's um, going there uh, has like the longest trip ever. Yes, where the grandfather keeps appearing in mirrors and like on the side of the road and um, and warning them not to go there, et cetera, et cetera. The family Wait. gets there. What? Go for it. What did I miss? Synopsis a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for permission. Oh, please. <laughs> the, the daughter also has a boyfriend who she wants to take on this vacation. And uh, he, he agrees to go with them without his friends. But the next morning he never shows up. So they go in the RV. They're running parallel with the family vacation. Yeah, him with his friends who she did not right. want in the it, ring. She does not right. want him to have friends, basically. No. It's a, yeah. it's a mere them situation with this daughter. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, Michael. Go ahead. No, not at all. Like There's little side stories that don't really make any difference to the, the end of the story at all. No, but, but like, they make me laugh. Yeah. And that's the sister's entire dialogue consists of it's them or me. It's your friends or me. It's those boys or me, or it's your boys or me. Like everything she says is like total shrew, <laughs> like constantly making this guy choose between his friends or her. Well, she and, does also mention to him that her dad will cut off his little penis and eat it. <laughs> but before that, he she punches him in the groin and, and he says, if you do that again, you're going to turn me homo. <laughs> I love that, like... That's just physics, so I think we all understand that. Well, that's that's how it happens. And if you get hit again, you switch back. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the, the thing that stands out for me at the very early point that I want to call out is the dad of this movie. Uh, I forget his name. Terrible actor. He's like the poor man's Dylan McDermott or Dermot Mulroney, one of those yes, two. Yes, yes, he does. And he does he's have cr- that look to him. He's a dad in great shape. He's clearly like a guy who works out and they make sure that he is, his shirts are always unbuttoned or he's like awkwardly wearing pajamas with the collar up and every button unbuttoned except the bottom one. <laughs> and they're trying to clearly make him sexy because the mom is the homeliest woman I've ever seen in a movie. Every line she delivers, she opens her eyes as wide as she can first. And even if she's saying, like, you'd better eat your dinner, she's doing it with her eyes as wide as they can open. And then when things get scary, she somehow manages to open them even wider. I I thought she was, like, trying to read it as a psychopath. Like, that was my take on her character. I could not get anything else out of it. I mean, you don't get much creepier than, Joshua, sing that song I love. (laughs) And wait, wait, and it was Row, Row, Row Row, Your Boat. boat. (laughs) That song you love, yeah. (laughs) And Joshua, the poor kid, just every every expression on his face is always like, oh, my God. I'm trapped in this movie. Like he's <laughs> angry at every line he says, and this. But, the, but apparently, he was him? very excited. Very excited to be in the movie, though. He thought this was going to be his big, his big break. I'm sure. <laughs> but the oh, I forgot. In the um, in the very beginning, when they're telling the story of this man who meets the most beautiful woman in the forest, and you know she, they, you know they get eaten by goblins, or she's a goblin princess. I can't remember. But she's got um, freckles. And the freckles are so clearly put on with makeup that <laughs> <You> <laughs> that, you look, that 
it's like it's like from he Hall. Like that's how ridiculous this this makeup in this movie is. Anyway, anyway, we I I lost the train of the story. They go to Nilbog, which is a I town forget, full of goblins, full of goblins and people who look like humans but are actually goblins. Well, we learn in the story that the dead grandfather tells the son at the beginning that they can take human form, uh, mm-hmm. which is how the goblin princess seduces the guy in the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for some reason, goblins only, they're vegetarians, so they turn their victims into plants and mm-hmm. then eat them. Um, mm-hmm. I'd never read anything about this in folklore, but... Wait, why wouldn't you just eat plants? Thank you, that was my next question. Like, why eat humans turned into plants? Why not just eat the plants themselves? That's so stupid. They're making it, yeah, way overly complicated by doing that. <laughs> I would, there are plants and, everywhere where they are. And the goblins, they, they turn you into plants that they can eat by feeding you s- this substance that they call um, nilbog milk. <laughs> yeah. Which in some scenes is chunky white milk, and in other scenes is like the greenest, fakest looking pudding you've ever seen. And it's in everything. So, like, the family gets free, f- like, the only food in the house when the family gets to Nilbog. And there's a feast set up practically, and it's all like hamburger buns with green pudding on top. <laughs> Or, like, uh, everything. Um, There's corn. The the sister picks up an ear of corn, and she's like, ooh, corn. And there's, like, a a stream of green butter um, on it. And it's, like, nobody would, like, ever not see that or think, (laughs) that looks delicious. I have to, since you mentioned corn, go to (laughs) a little side thing that, it has nothing to do with anything, really. It involves one of the daughter's boyfriend's friends and the Goblin Witch, who we haven't even fucking mentioned yet. Um, the who, Goblin Witch was the was the least interesting thing about this whole movie. Well, because she was, like, wildly overacting it, as opposed to everybody else's not being able to act. Right. And, um, I, and I think, thinking about it now, maybe I'm saying that because she was the only major part of this movie who was not in the documentary at all. And that was not explained to me, and I demand to know why she wasn't in it. <laughs> she doesn't. She doesn't fraternize with us mere mortals. She, she's got goblins to take care of. Anyway, she goes and tries to seduce this kid. I don't know why she needs to seduce him. Uh, she just turned his friend into a tree without seducing him. But uh, in in this trailer, and, <laughs> oh, this scene is this the popcorn scene? Yeah, yeah. And there, there's <laughs> she like starts. She gives him a piece of corn. And he says, I like popcorn. And they both start, like, gnawing on the same cob of corn. And then <laughs> popcorn just pops up all around. Like, I mean, well, somebody's of throwing popcorn, of popcorn at them. Yeah, from yeah. Behind the camera. <laughs> I think we can all agree that's the one scene in the movie that you can masturbate to. <laughs> and well, I it's... did. It's mm-hmm. sort of weirdly sexual because they're both like kissing the like um, the the ear of corn like along the shaft of the corn with it between them. You know, like there it's like between them and like it's a little like what are they suggesting with that ear of corn? <laughs> what are and they suggesting we, with the popcorn? I mean, I know what they're <laughs> suggesting. It's not subtle, but right. But it's it's so um, when that popcorn scene happens, she's the witch who makes no sense. Her name is Credence Leonore Gilwood. <laughs> and why she has such a complicated name, I don't understand. But the witch who um, like is usually pretty ugly and ridiculously ugly. Yes. Like is suddenly beautiful when she seduces him, but then she, you know, pops corn with him and leaves his trailer. <laughs> And she's hideous again. I, and she's like, no, I'm no, hideous. I, I straight up asked Viv, even though it was quite apparent wait, you, in you the movie, I was like, this? yeah, I was like, wait, is that the same woman? Is that the goblin witch? And she was like, yeah. Well, why, why did she even bother with all that makeup before? <laughs> and she's wearing so much makeup that in a lot of scenes, she's wearing like big round, like cartoonish um, glasses in most of her scenes and she's wearing so much makeup that she's got like makeup fingerprints on the lenses and in certain light you can see how thick the fingerprints on her glasses are it's like how can she see out of those things but they they don't ever clean them in the entire movie that's just the things I notice 
And, I mean, they are more interesting than the plot, I guess. <laughs> and the whole plot is just get them to eat the stuff <laughs> so that we can eat them. There's no there's no other story. I mean, there's lots of, like, he goes, the little boy goes to a church, and the church is really just the demon, the goblins in human form. And <laughs> they, they're preaching, the preacher, oh, my God, like, where did he get that terrible wig? Like, everybody has the worst hair in this movie. And, well, it was um, the '90s, and it was also shot in the South, I believe. So that explains Utah. a lot. It was shot oh, in Utah. Utah. Oh, even worse. Yeah. Ugh. But the um, the preacher, um, they're all talking about humans and the filth of meat eaters, and they I mean, basically, it turns into like a, a vegetarian propaganda film. A but little bit. The- the 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 wife who wrote this wrote this because she was pissed off because a bunch of her friends became vegetarians and this was her revenge. Right, but it did, as Michael said, it did have the opposite effect. It did come off like a total anti meat movie. I didn't yeah. say she was an effective writer. I'm no, just she is not. A fact out there. But the preacher was like meat eaters and their stinking bladders. <laughs> like. like Calling out these things that nobody calls out. He doesn't even know. How, yeah, he doesn't know how the digestive system works. Like <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but then at the at the end, well, I don't know if I, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But at the end, like um, when the monsters are attacking the boy, the grandfather appears, and he gives him a backpack with a, a secret weapon that um, <gasps> he'll know when it's time to use it. And when the boy has to use it, he's surrounded by the goblins, and um, inside the backpack is a double bologna sandwich with the thickest bologna I've ever seen. <laughs> like, the bologna is one inch thick for That's every cat's slice. Cat's deli bologna, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, I, I'm not a person who eats that kind of stuff, so I don't really know if that's what it's supposed to look like, but it seemed weird. And the witch the witch and the goblins chasing him were like, no, the cholesterol! <laughs> Think of your cholesterol, yeah. <laughs> so that reminds me of a scene from the documentary where the director is talking, he, would go, he goes to a screening and people are laughing. He's like, people laughed at the scenes that were supposed to be funny, but they also laughed at the scenes that weren't supposed to be funny. <laughs> Oh, the director so, in that movie was says it's an important film. It's about family <laughs> and and eating. That's what he says. But going it's, back to the grandfather, yeah. every single line the grandfather has is gold. And it, it really is. is. There is there's this scene when he comes and he's like, "Grandfather, were you in hell?" He's like, "No, I wasn't, but my friend was, and he taught me a trick or two." <laughs> <laughs> and grandfather starts off as kind of a total asshole yes. and gets nicer like he's really mean in the beginning <laughs> and then he's nice at the end he's like helping and he's like loving but like at the beginning i'm like god damn i wouldn't want to see that guy in the mirror or whatever oh, they're saying which is where he usually appears but then he also becomes he corporeal peers. at some point and chops off a, a goblin's hand the he, goblin yeah, witch that was, that was badass <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know why didn't he just become corporeal the whole well, time and kill all these the fuckers? The goblin witch had that portal, so maybe she he came out through the portal. That could be. Yeah, maybe that his friend sense. in hell taught him another trick. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> and every time oh, and Grim, oh, ahead, disappeared, sorry. he was like, "No, it's, um, every time he disappeared, he'd be like, I can't come back. So listen <laughs> up, and then he can come back. Yeah. Take heed. <laughs> this is the last you'll hear from me." It's not that he couldn't. He didn't want to. He kept getting lost in that fucking rental house. I, the scene where where he wakes up from the, the Joshua wakes up from the nightmare and the mother is comforting him and and he's, he's talking about the grandfather. She's like, "Oh, we are all so sad about Grandpa. Your father is. Your sister is. And I, his daughter, daughter is also so sad." <laughs> It's spoken with, with psycho eyes. It's not incre- like she like she shaved her eyebrows or something to make her eyes even creepier. Uh, well, needless to say, no, not needless to say. There's, there's all kinds of shit that does need to be said. So they oh. Oh, go ahead. all Sorry. they sell in this town is like Nilbog milk, right? But right. that they don't actually drink it themselves, right? It's to turn people into plants. 
So yeah. how many people are coming through this fucking tiny ass town? All they do is that Airbnb, so they get lots of people in really <laughs> cheap. They're just trading houses. Yeah, scenic Nilbog. <laughs> <laughs> but the the sale of this the the, the Nilbog milk reminds me of the one kid wakes up in the RV and says, "I need to get some breakfast. There's nothing in here. Why don't we bring anything to eat?" And the <laughs> other two guys are naked in the bed together, just wake up nonchalantly. <laughs> It was 1990. I love when the witch. Uh, I, I realize we've lost the story here, yeah, so why bother? Really? But like, I love when the witch says she's she's talking to somebody and she's like, "I've just made a fresh batch of pudding," <laughs> <laughs> and it's the horrible green shit. And she's like, I don't know. Just everything they do, the food is so ridiculous. Like, who's making it? And then putting green shit on top of it. <laughs> and they make a... Um, the other thing they do, there's a lot of writing threats in green icing. Yes. Oh, yeah. And the one threat doesn't make any sense. It's eat eat up before we eat you or something like that. <laughs> and um, at the end, like the, it, when they're back at their own house and the, a baseball comes running down or bouncing that's, down the stairs. That's the one. It says eat before we eat you. That's the, that's the one I'm thinking of. That that was the, the first one. The the last one says, um, "Yummy, mom, tastes real good," or something. <laughs> oh, okay. And then you find out that like they had poisoned the apples, and like mom ate an apple, and she got eaten up in the shower. <laughs> yeah. And oh my god, that- I love. There's a scene where um um the guy, the one of the blonde guys that came with the boyfriend, one of the boyfriend's boys, yeah. is like getting turned into a tree or something, and yes. he realizes he's gonna get killed and he starts he yells, Oh my god <laughs> Like they should have cut it during the Ah <laughs> You just waste film and- <laughs> Waste film? What are you talking about? I mean clearly there was no editing done on this. I thought one of the most hilarious scenes to me was when that dude who was being turned into a tree and his friend came in and he's trying to lug him out. The dude's like in a in a pot, like a plant. Like a pot of tree, yeah. Yeah. And and the dudes cannot like pull his friend out. I just it was so fucking ridiculous. I I don't know, I think I had a minor stroke. <laughs> he just gets tired and he's like I gotta stop. Yeah, I, can't, I, gotta I can't be saving you, dude. Yeah. it's so and when he was sweating later on that same guy was like sweating green sweat. yes <laughs> and throughout the movie well maybe not as much at the end but the parents are so angry at their kids from the start without them doing anything like the father is is just he's he's just he hates the boyfriend for no reason yeah no he hates the boyfriend because the boyfriend wants to spend more time with his friends and his daughter. So we know where his daughter gets it from, but that, that like of all the things, one of your dates fathers is going to hate you for. That's pretty low on the list. I would think. Where's your bow. He's not my bow. He's my boyfriend. <laughs> and the parents have like zero sexual chemistry. Like, I don't believe for a minute that those two are married. Like, they don't even try to pretend that they like each other or that. Yeah. I don't know how they, those kids were obviously adopted. <laughs> right. Right. The, the whole thing is the whole, th- I mean, it's delightful. I think that the, the, I'm so glad for that documentary because it really does like make you enjoy the movie more because mm-hmm. you can understand this, like what the fuck were they thinking? <laughs> but like when you, before I saw this before that documentary ever came out. So I was like, what the hell is this? And the documentary absolutely, I would just, you could just watch the documentary and enjoy this film. Yeah. I think they show, a lot of the crazy scenes from the film anyway in the documentary. So yeah. yeah, I think it's more fun to watch the movie, the troll two, and then watch the documentary though, because it, it kind of, it, it, you're saying what is happening throughout the movie. And then when you watch the documentary, Oh, that's what was happening. It's, I think it's more interesting that way. Like you just can't be, you can't underestimate how funny every single line is or how yes. the delivery of every single line is so wrong. And the, Amateurs, the amateurism of the actors is so high. Oh my God. Go away, monsters. <laughs> <laughs> when they have a seance, like they, they realize that. Great idea, sis. That's yeah. seance. You're a genius, sis. 
they when they just they just they just somebody decides that they they need Grandpa Seth again, even though he said he can't come back. Um, so they held a seance, and it's, they just know how to hold a seance. It's just part of okay, we'll hold the seance, and um, you know it's it, the whole family just buys right into that idea, but they couldn't buy into what they were seeing in front of them, which is that they were being fed green shit and turned into you know whatever for um, goblins to eat. Well, you don't piss on hospitality. <laughs> you have to tighten your belt a notch so that you don't feel hunger pangs. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I again, I just, I kept coming back to when I was watching it, why don't you just eat plants, goblins? There's there's no need for, and, and then at the end, as you mentioned, like, the goblins, like, followed them home, basically, to eat the mother. So they can... They're not afraid of, like, leaving uh, Nilbog to go kill people. So what's the point of... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know why I'm asking what's the point of anything in this movie, but... And they also showed that they can teleport. That they can, like, just be... Like, vanish and go places. But, like, so then what was the point of any of this? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'll tell you where to teleport. The fucking Amazon jungle. Right. No, they don't. I think maybe regular plants don't satisfy them like human plants. Oh well, that, that makes be. that makes scientific sense. I guess that checks mm-hmm. out. Thanks. But I love how the the rubber masks of <laughs> the the goblins like they really have to strain to show you that there's a tongue inside the mask. Where <laughs> like if the goblin says something like do you, um, at the end. The got the last line. One of the goblins says, um, "They're eating the mom," which is just a pile of goo. And they say, "Do you want a taste?" <laughs> and it's just such a strain to even like you can see the person inside is <laughs> like struggling to make it clear that there's a person in there or something because the mask does not move. Like yeah. there's the makeup is horrific. But also, why would the son want to? want a taste of his own mom i mean right. that's a ridiculous last line of a film <laughs> that's worse that's... than the candle <laughs> it really is and nope 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 <laughs> i kind of want to look like look up all of mgm's movies to see if they ever did anything worse than this i mean that's it's so weird that it's an mgm joint it is strange. This movie is so strange, but it makes sense that it would have come out on video in the '80s or the early '90s or whatever. And because you know, so many garbage movies just got like popped. Yeah, straight through. to video. Yeah. yeah. I like looking at the IMDb. They have, they, you know, how the information is put in by users under under budget. It's it lists ten dollars estimated. Well, none of it was spent on acting lessons. I mean, they, it it did, except for the film, it did look like a movie that you could just make if you wanted. Like, they didn't have real actors. They could have got friends to make the costumes and just found some old abandoned town. And uh, according to the documentary, the, the one guy, the yellow shirt guy, lost his shirt, and he had to bring a shirt from home and use it for the rest <laughs> of the movie. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can only imagine what craft uh, services was like on this movie. <laughs> well, it's all that green food. So, yep, just eat some of the exactly. slime. It's probably just pudding, exactly. <laughs> like, it wasn't even slime, it was just pudding. Yeah. It's just like pistachio pudding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, see this instead of Nude for Satan, for sure. Oh yeah, I think yes. Troll Two oh, yeah. is actually it's entertaining. Like I've mm-hmm. seen it many times, and there's parts where it's slow, or you're like, okay, get to it. <laughs> but there's it's definitely like you watch it and you're like, I just saw something, you know, like that was <laughs> funny. It was entertaining, even though it wasn't trying to be funny. And especially when you watch the documentary and like all the people who not all of them, but a lot of the people who are involved in in this film are are really. Like they're charming, fun people. Like the George, George, yeah, George Hardy was a. He seemed like a, the dentist, the the father, yeah, he played the dad, like, yeah, yeah. It seemed like a fun guy. <laughs> and I really like. There's a scene in the documentary that that talks to the grandfather, and 
his it's kind of sweet, but it's also kind of heartbreaking how he describes his life where he, he wanted to be an actor, but he didn't want to be an actor in New York or Los Angeles. So he's living in Salt Lake City and it's it's really hard to make a living as an actor in Salt Lake City. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, no shit. Am I going to play Joseph Smith in the Christmas play again this year? Um, <laughs> but it's just, I mean, it seemed like such a sweet guy. It would, I mean, I would love to see a sequel about the grandfather and his hell friend. Yeah. Um, exactly. Just them hanging things. out. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't even have to have anything to do with uh, trolls. No, I just want it to be my dinner with hell friend. Yeah. Right. Oh, and I have to say, this, this you just made me think of it. The, the special effects where, like, what the, the magic trick that Grandpa learned is that he learned to, like, make a lightning bolt hit somebody. Like, that was the thing that he talked about that his friend from hell taught him. Yeah. And every time they had a lightning bolt, which there were many more in the in this uh, movie at the end, like it was clearly like a black stencil with a light flashing behind oh, it. Yeah, it was like the, something. The off, lightning like, bolt was always the same shape. <laughs> it was like as was, lightning bolts are, though. Some sixties like kids show or something. That was the effect. Yeah. <laughs> it just they would just cut to light flashing behind the stencil. And then back to the action. It was, it was, it's such a wonderful film. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's no need for Satan, but. No. But what you said earlier makes me think, I would, I was thinking the other day, I was watching Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, Angela Lansbury. It was so, a, a poor man's, uh, Mary Poppins. Yeah. Somebody should write a movie in which. Angela Lansbury's character, Eglin Penn Price, um, like doesn't renounce her witchcraft as which she does at the end of Bedknobs and Boomstrike. Broom, Spoiler alert! Sorry. And instead of renouncing her witchcraft, she moves to the United States and becomes a mystery writer named Jessica Fletcher, <laughs> and uses her witchy powers to kill people and, and frame then up. solve them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I will not have you besmirch Jessica Fletcher's good name <laughs> on this podcast. That is that. her name. You can do that on a another another podcast that we're starting called Besmirching Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> also, happy birthday. It's it's Angela Lansbury's ninety fourth birthday yesterday, I think. Oh wow. Yeah. Happy birthday. Don't act like you bat. didn't know. I knew I know Pat knew, even if John didn't. She's a young 94. <laughs> yeah, she's spry. She is. I saw her recent, like a few years ago in a play, and she's, she is amazing. Yeah, I heard. So this was not like the Carol Channing experience? No. <laughs> I love that you remember the Carol Channing experience. <laughs> oh, I was. I, I was. Hello, <laughs> When I when I invite dates up to my bedroom, that's what I call it. Would you like to enter the Carol Channing experience? Oh, that's I call it disparaging Jessica Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, bedknobs and broomsticks. Am I crazy, or was there like a scene in that yes. where they were on a bed underwater, like under the ocean? Yeah. Yeah, they they go to um they go under the ocean. They go to a magical island where it's all cartoons. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they go under the sea. It, under the sea is one of their like big, like it's a different like under the sea than the Little Mermaid. But it's one of the big songs from that movie, which is a wonderful movie. It's a great movie. I really like it. Yeah, I loved it as a kid. I mean, again, I've never seen it's it. It's no Song of the South, but no, it's all right. <laughs> What is? I really feel like I need to find Song of the South just to remind myself what a horrible movie that was. When you find so racist. When you find that, can you also find that Jerry Lewis movie that has not seen the light of day? Because oh, yeah. I like to see that too. The what day, movie is that? Day the clown cried, or is that what it's called? Something like that, right? The the movie about the the clown that it lives in a Holocaust camp in Auschwitz. Yeah. Oh my God! There's a movie like that. Oh yeah, Jerry, yeah it's... that's the, the Jerry Lewis, the movie Jerry Lewis directed. And then, and then it, kept it, from release. Yeah, because I think he realized it was not a good idea. <laughs> and then Roberto well, Benigni should... stole it and ran with it. Oh Oscar. God! I never I like want to that. see that movie again. I, I like Life Is Beautiful. Never saw it. No thanks. Principessa. Speaking of, but he yeah. claimed that when he died that he would release it, but I have not 
seen it. I think it was a certain number of years after he died. Uh, Give him time so he was brittle enough not to roll over in his grave, I guess. Um, <laughs> speaking of bed knobs and broomsticks, uh, I think we're done with Troll 2. Let's go to recommendations. Asians, Asians, Asians. <laughs> I got to think of something. Michael. I got one. Oh, I got God. one, too. No, we'll let Michael go first. Yeah, Yeah, because it might be mine, and I'll have to think of another one. <laughs> and I'll be honest, like mine you guys might have already <laughs> talked about at some point in the past, and I just didn't hear it. But I will say, um, also congratulations on that amazing transition. Thanks. Um, <laughs> I'm known for. They call me Mr. Segway. <laughs> Is that because um, you ride around in one of those things? Nope. <laughs> There's no reason for it. I mean, they just call me it. Um, Detroiters. Have you guys ever seen Detroiters? Oh, oh I has, love Detroiters. Yeah. So you it have talked so about this before. Good. Yes, but we should talk about it more because I love it so much. It's so good. Like, I'm not from the Midwest, and I don't understand some of the jokes, but our IT guy is from Detroit, and he's like, oh, there's so many jokes that you would get if you were from there. And it's just such a sweet show, and I feel like yes. nobody knows about it. It's so... The, it's uh, I forget the actor's name, but both. I mean, it doesn't matter. They're both so funny. I mean, their names are Tim and Sam. <laughs> those are their real names that's their character names too but like it's tim robinson and sam i can't remember no maybe but, uh, maybe it might be Richard. The, the, sam is the one from veep and tim's the one i have not seen anywhere but in the detroiters but they're both so funny it's it is really one of the best and un, most underrated shows on tv and tim sorry not tim oh yes tim sorry Nobody knows who Tim is. Our IT guy was telling me oh. that like, um, like Mort Krim is a joke character, like a joke newscaster that keeps coming back up in the show, and he's like really negative and like uh, kind of a like a curmudgeon, and that's a real person. Like that's, that's why a real assumed. character. Yeah, he's like a real newscaster in Detroit, and it's just so it's so sweet because I really love how. Like, I, I mean, I grew up in Baltimore where it, it was very integrated in that, like, you worked with every – it was a lot of black and white people working together. And, mm -hmm. like, no, everybody kind of mixed together and it wasn't like um, – at least in the city of Baltimore, it didn't feel like uh, that weird. And here in the Bay Area anyway, it's not very racially diverse in terms of black and white. It's, like, very Asian and white when you or very say the Latino. bay area though you mean san francisco because it's different over here in oakland i don't even know where oakland is <laughs> <laughs> well uh, you should also mention when you were in baltimore in that with that scenario you worked in an oreo factory so <laughs> that's true that's how black and white came together <laughs> but it's a very sweet show it's funny there's only two seasons i don't know if they're going to get a third i but... hope i hope they do because it's it is so really funny. so sweet, and you leave it feeling like this was funny, and I really like these two guys because they have this yeah. really fun relationship, and they're sweet. Um, so I highly recommend it. All right, if it ever comes on any streaming platform, I will be all over it. <laughs> one day, one day. Because you know I refuse to illegally watch shit. So Pat, what do you got? I'm going to recommend. The, in this tis the season so i'll recommend haunting of hill house it is really really good is that the lifetime movie version that just came out or is there a new oh, it's, on it's a netflix There's, it's a netflix series it's 10 episodes it's oh it's wonderful it's it's scary it's really it's like uh it's sad and it's yeah you should, everyone should watch it all right i've watched like three episodes i, I feel like did you watch uh, sharp objects Either of you no, oh, God, it was horrible. I couldn't get past the second episode. I feel like Haunting of Hill House has the same problem where, like, I don't know what that was. It was like eight episodes, sharp objects. It could have been four. Yeah. It would have moved right along. But so far, Haunting of Hill House well, feels the same way to me. Thanks for crapping all over my uh, sure. recommendation. But I haven't finished. It, I'll, I'll watch it all. Ghost crap. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> blueberries. They're yummy. <laughs> They, I used to, they are yummy. I mean, they I loved blueberries. Boo um, shit, I got to come up with a, did you say goyim? I said yes, queen. Oh, it's yes, <laughs> queen. Jeez, what kind of oh, gay are you? That's the way straight girls say it. <laughs> <laughs> straight girls, 
Straight girls made it up, so I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, oh, right. Straight girls made that up. <laughs> yes, right. White girls. That's they <laughs> they're the source of up. all culture, right? Exactly. I will recommend Milk and Cheese. Have you ever? It was Evan a comic Dor- strip back in the From day. From a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's back. Well, no, no. Uh, it was like what late '80s through '90s, but they put it out the the entire thing in uh, trade paperback form. Somewhat and recently, you read it. I am in the process of reading it. Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> like they're really angry, as I recall. Yeah, they're right? very like hateful. Ang- yeah, dairy so products. I'm all for it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I there's nothing else. Are they made with Nilbog milk? <laughs> no, it's not Nilbog milk and Nilbog cheese, thankfully. <laughs> or maybe too bad. But how do you say troll backwards? Lort. Lalort. <laughs> Lalort. Lalort. There's our there's our next movie. Um, yep. All right. Uh, write to us at popculturecontinuum at dmail.com. Pat. Uh, like us on Facebook. Rate us very, very highly on iTunes and rate any kind of review you like, even if it's crappy. Uh, and most importantly, tell your friends to listen. Yeah. And uh, yeah. do that. I'll be yeah. I'll be going on vacation soon, uh, so we'll probably... I don't know. We haven't been that consistent lately anyway. I blame Pat for all of that. But, oh. Um, is it his potato allergy? It is. It's his French... Specifically French fry allergy. It's fine <laughs> with potato... Like, potatoes au gratin? All for it. <laughs> Any food that's, that rhymes with rotten is not worth eating. <laughs> uh... Yeah, but uh, we still do have our our fall. Uh, I love shows. that little humble brag. John's going on vacation. Yeah, where's he going? Do you know? Bangkok and Hong Kong. Yeah. What really? Suck it. You got nothing to say to that, do you? Yeah. No, I was in Hong Kong just a year ago. Yeah, but you were there on work. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably in I, Kowloon too, huh? The ghetto uh, ass part of. Hong Kong. I went over there, but I was on the other side. You were on Hong Kong Island, yeah. I loved, yeah. I love Hong Kong. It's great. I love it. It's better than San Francisco. Oh yeah. Uh, it's also pricier than San Francisco, so there you go. It is. Do, do giant apes really live there? I don't know what the hell you're talking about, Pat. You're confusing <laughs> Hong Kong with Japan, <laughs> and it's a giant lizard. So they made a whole movie about a giant ape. He went from Hong Kong and came to New York and climbed the Empire Strikes Building, Strikes Back Building. Mm-hmm. No, I think he was royalty. You're thinking of that one where he pitched for the baseball team with uh, Joey from Friends. See, oh. you, Pat's mixing up all his movies. Dunstan checks in. Dumb, dumb. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's enough. That just got funnier. <laughs> mm. uh, until next time, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye.